back to Cinema Vino. Hey! This is the last film in our twin series. Um, and this will air right before Thanksgiving. This will air on the day that our twins are due. Todd and I's twins. Yes, exactly. Our, our babies are going to be born. So happy. Mm. And I've been waiting for this day forever. So we're going to finish this off with something kind of comical. With just twins here. Just Todd and just, just me. Just the fraternal twins. And Taylor. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> and Sean. Hey. <laughs> that was a good Sean. That was awesome. No, it's just Todd and I. Exactly. It's just, it's just John Paul. We gave <laughs> George and Ringo the night off. Just Blanche and Rose. Exactly. Um, it's just Raphael and Donatello. Wait. <laughs> I'm Donatello, right? Probably. All right, cool. Okay, so we're talking about Double Impact, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And we're drinking some more of the Rebellious Pinot Noir. We're, <laughs> we're all out of order, and we're drinking a Pinot Noir, which is a holiday-centric wine. This is a perfect wine for Thanksgiving. Um, this will pop up in a later episode that we're doing because we're doing them out of order. But this is also a great Thanksgiving wine. And so we're doing this episode last because Taylor could not join us for this one. So just for scheduling reasons, we're out of, out of order for our, our, our uh, lineup. But Rebellious Pinot Noir, great little Pinot Noir, 20 bucks. We like it a lot. Uh, try this one with your Thanksgiving meal. Pinot Noir is a great pick along with Beaujolais. If you want a red one that will match with anything. If you want something with a little more body, try a Cote du Rhone. Try a Rhone wine, a Syrah. They will pair really well. If you're looking for a white wine to go with your Thanksgiving meal, try a Pinot Grigio. Try a Pinot Blanc. Try a Riesling. Um, you can even go with a Gewurztraminer. I mean, any of those kind of white wines will pair really well. So, just go to your wine store, scope those out. Those will pair with turkey, ham, um, anything you're going to do with Thanksgiving. So this rebellious was really good though. It was a nice, was quite yeah, tasty. This I was, was a, a a happy surprise. Yes, for me too. I took a flyer on it. I was I wasn't pleased. So, Double Impact was our second Jean Claude Van Damme movie that we've done in this season. Um. This debuted on August 9th, 1991, so 32 years ago. Hmm. This was directed by Sheldon Ledich, who also directed Bloodsport, which we loved. Hmm. Um, this was co-produced by Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's co-written by Jean-Claude Van Damme from a story by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Stars Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme in a dual role. So he Haley is, Mills. <laughs> he is he is Haley Mills. He's Lindsay Lohan. He is everything you want more. Um, in the beginning of my review, I referenced scripture and that only iron could sharpen iron. <laughs> yeah. The only thing, the only person who could truly kick Jean Claude Van Damme's ass is Jean Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Only a diamond can sharpen yeah. another diamond. Um, it reminded me of the the line in the. Um what the social network uh, by army hammer like i'm six foot five i'm 220 and there are two of me <laughs> yeah yeah now jean claude van damme is not that tall no <laughs> clearly um so jean claude van damme plays identical twins separated as as infants um in hong kong one of them is basically they're infants who are separated during a hit by the triad gang um, one of them is sent to a Hong Kong orphanage and grows up as a rough life on the streets. Another one is sent to a French, to France, to basically train a dojo with his would-be uncle. Um, Jeffrey Lewis. Who is, who is Frank Avery. Yeah. 
who is Juliette Lewis's dad, the actress. What? Yeah. Try, oh. try that on for size. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was eager to have a vehicle that God allowed him to showcase twins so that he could show off his acting range. Hmm. Do with that what you will. Um, so basically the film uses a lot of green screen technology and an assortment of, of uh, stunt doubles to create the illusion of two Van Dams, which is almost too many Van Dams. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically you have two twins. One of them is Chad and one of them is Alex. Uh, Chad dresses a lot like Carlton from The Fresh Prince. One more time. Jeffrey Lewis's who's? Juliet Lewis, the actress. Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> Chad dresses like Carlton from The Fresh Prince. He wears a lot of uh, sweaters and khaki shorts, a lot of high-waisted outfits. <laughs> and then Alex has uh, slick back Pat Riley hair and dresses like a tango and cash villain. Yeah, a lot of cigars. Uh, yeah, a lot of cigars, a lot of booze. Um, so old uh, Chad is uh, in his dojo training, and Uncle Frank drops a bomb. He's not really his uncle, and they have to go to Hong Kong for a, you know, kind of a business deal. And for some reason, Frank doesn't explain the real reason to Chad until they get to this dive bar, and then he drops a bomb that Chad has an identical twin in this bar, and they meet when Chad is coming to after being knocked out by somebody who was looking for Alex. So, um, basically, they find out that the person who killed their parents is some the people, the two guys, the two dudes who killed their parents are still in Hong Kong, and they have the opportunity to seek revenge. And then there's also a weird love triangle with Danielle, who's played by Alana Shaw. Even though it's not an actual love triangle, it's a fictitious love triangle because Alex imagines Chad hooking up with Danielle in a dream sequence where they're both nude and frolicking. Well, we needed nudity in the movie, we so did. we're not going to complain. No, you and actually you did complain about that with Bloodsport, that it was an R rating with no nudity. Now, yeah, with Jean-Claude and his uh, freaking dungarees that were way too tight. <laughs> and he does have some magnificent buttocks. Hmm. So, anyway, that's what I have um, for my, I'll go first this time. Double Impact uh, is basically cinematic junk food in the same vein as Bloodsport. Uh, it's a little more heavy-handed. It takes itself a little more seriously. It's not as much fun. Van Damme does not have the acting chops to play dual roles, and the script does not know how to develop the twins into different characters. They're basically different, th- like people with different hairdos and different... Different wardrobes. <laughs> yes. That's pretty much all they are. You know, I mean, it, it, it's like the difference between Spock and evil Spock is a goatee. Silk undies and just, you know, <laughs> undies. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's like there's just there's just not enough skill to portray different twins. I will say that for like adaptation, which we watched, where it's like, you know, Nick Cage played two distinct people, clearly. And then it's like he had the acting skill to play two distinct people. And Charlie Kaufman had the writing skill to write two different people. And it's like, say what you will about that movie, which, you know, it's in hindsight flawed, but God dang, it's better than double impact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you do get Jean-Claude Van Damme's tight butt cheeks in Hong Kong again. And he's training, he does splits. And again, he, he looks taut. 
He looks fit. And you also get uh, Bolo Young, who plays the burly bad dude, who's also Bloodsport. Who he was Chong Lee in that one, but in this one he's somebody else. I don't know what the hell his name was, but I think his name might be Moon. His name is Moon. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Um, a lot of the the physics of this movie, a lot of the roundhouse kiss, kicks are like right out of Looney Tunes. This movie has cartoon physics. It's it's goofy. It's out of this world. I mean, it's like I enjoyed it in a junk food kind of way. It's a disposable movie that you can enjoy in the moment. It's easily forgotten. So I would give this a five out of ten. Yeah. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to hear what you thought of it. I'd say that's accurate. A good five out of ten is is correct. Um, this is just something to have on in the background while you're focusing on your popcorn, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. You can look down and be like, oh, did all these kernels pop? Should I put this in the <laughs> microwave for another two minutes? Yeah. And then you root around down there. You find the kernels. You're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just eat what I've got while it's hot and then pop it back in and see if any more of these kernels pop. Oh, shit, the movie's still on. (laughs) And then you look back up, and you've missed absolutely nothing. Um, I had a similar experience when we did Holmes and Watson, where literally, I mean, they, they say that, like, I was looking at the walls of my house, the paint, and it was like, they say warm gray is a little bit more brown, and cool gray is a little bit more blue. Mm. I don't know what the walls of my house are, but I think from a certain angle, they're a little more warm gray. If that movie, if Holmes and Watson was about 85 minutes, I spent about 40 minutes thinking about the walls of my house. <laughs> and whether they needed to be repainted or at the end, you were like, you know what? I think they're fine as is. I think they're fine. Yeah. I, I do. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if I had a choice going back now, I'd make them a little bit more of a cooler gray, a little more right. blue. But And then what goes better with popcorn? Do you think it's like Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Like, And then in which ratio should you get like three handfuls of popcorn to like one sip of like carbonated? Anyway, you look back up, the movie's still going. <laughs> um, yeah, they they really don't enhance in anything to to make you think that these brothers are brotherly or should be like there's in, in the movie twins at the uh in s- different points you'll see uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVigo doing some of the same things in the same mannerisms or something something to let you know they have the same interests other than blonde women mm-hmm. um <laughs> that that gives you an indication that they have a kinship yeah um but yeah, that that was not in place in this film. It was just just an action film for action's sakes. Um, it was interesting if they were like, man, you know what? Just one Van Dam. Uh, these villains are so are so dangerous. It needs two Van Dams. Yeah, to to two. take them out. It's like one Patty Duke's not enough. We gotta have two Patty Dukes. Exactly. But make sure the second one has a different hairdo. <laughs> and then they had uh, Karina Everson as Kara, the, mm. the super buff uh, villain uh, woman that that uh, was. They kept showing her legs. They were like, "Yeah, she could." It reminded me of Xenia on the top yeah. from Goldeneye, yeah. James Bond film, where she was going to like crush people with her legs, and I guess she did in this with at one. Um, one person I, I wish she'd done a little more with it but yeah yeah uh but they had they set up different 
uh, somewhat villains for their protagonists to take out. Like one of them wasn't set up super well. He was just a random guy that kicked and had spurs mm-hmm. and killed the the, uh, the the person in charge of the bar, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rest of them, it just wasn't. It felt like Jeffrey Lewis uh, as the surrogate father that brought them back together was trying a little to- too hard with his acting at times. It just wasn't, I mean, I, I hate to say it wasn't believable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him, though, because somebody's got to try. Yes, he was a better actor than this role allowed. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I've seen him in other things, and this is not his best showing. This, It almost felt like he was doing his acting and winking at the audience and, and like, hey, I know this is shit, Uh Please give me another role after this, because <laughs> this is this is me just collecting a paycheck. I think you could put Daniel Day Lewis in that role; he would still struggle. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but it was it was not nearly as good as Bloodsport. Uh, but I think I had seen this film before. Uh, but yeah, they just really needed um, uh, Van Damme to run around and shoot guns and do high kicks and. Uh, I guess sell tickets mm-hmm. and I'm sure this did that I wouldn't recommend this film but I wouldn't not recommend it in certain <laughs> circles so yeah it's got to be a flat five for me and they could put that as a blurb in the old school like newspaper thing of like you know it's so confusing yeah it's it's a take it or leave it it's it's no howling seven <laughs> i didn't love it but i did not love it yeah i mean it it kind of knows what it is and it's just uh, but it's nowhere near Bloodsport level Bloodsport knows what it is but is good in a bad way like this yep. is just mediocre it's in bad. a mediocre way it's, it's just yep. bad in a mediocre way it's average yeah yeah Definitely. It feels that way, and it remains that way. So what would you give it? Yeah, a straight-up five. Straight five. A five flat. Uh, no bold, no underline, just a five. It's a, it's a five like what you... And lucky to get that. <laughs> it's a five like what you would see in a menu, in like a restaurant menu that needs to be printed again. It's like just a five. Yeah, I wouldn't pay money to see this in a theater. No. No, and I did not. I think I may have seen this on TV. I've never paid to see this movie. So no, I, I think I've seen this, and I think he's got one called Lionheart. Oh yeah, and and oh, is, yeah. Are, are there twins in that one too, or something? I, Probably. I think I have taken in my head two or three Van Damme movies and put them together. I think the best Van Damme movie that I can remember is Street Fighter with Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. And That's again, it. he's a better villain than that movie deserved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was that. Made it for his kids because he knew he was R.I.P. in. Yeah. R.I.P. But the crazy thing is like, you know, all the twins movies that we could have done, there's so many of them out there. Including, what was it? Uh, Big Business with uh, Bette Midler and Lily Tom. Oh my God, yes. There was Bullseye with Roger Moore and Sean Connery. Um, I've never seen that. Same, it's the same idea. It's like there's each twins huh. that meet each other. Roger Moore and, and Sean Connery. Connery, the two Bonds. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry, not Roger Moore. Um, Michael Caine, Michael Caine and Sean Connery. Huh. 
Weird. Now Michael Caine's Sean Connery is crazy. I almost thought like multiplicity would be a good Multiple. one, but that's not quite. That's that's not quite twins. Cloning. I mean, clone. I mean, it's identical twins. Yeah. I mean, they're but all they're artificial. And I, I mean, I love Michael Caine or Michael Caine, Michael Keaton in that movie where he gradually like deteriorates the in quality as they keep cloning him. Mm. Yeah. And we get the bitch. Get the guy who can only say, "Hey, Steve." Touch my pepe. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and skip uh, Double Impact unless it's free. Mm-hmm. That's that's our. And then maybe still skip it. Well, yeah. If you can find Bloodsport, do that one instead. Yes. So, but anyway, yeah. I mean, this is uh, another episode of Cinema Vino. It's a nice little quick uh, Double Impact uh, twin movie. Um, we'll we'll have a special uh, look back episode. Uh, next week then we're going to do a whole series of Christmas movies so and then yeah I'll be on paternity leave for a good long while but the good news is we got a lot of new content for you guys so you can enjoy some fresh episodes all the way through the new year so uh, Travis Bud, I got my nipples pierced uh, yeah, my name is Todd Wofford <laughs> uh, great movies only drunker um we love you guys. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. And we will officially be back to give brand new episodes and new production early next year. So look forward to that, too. We'll have some new ideas for you. Happy so, Kwanzaa. Exactly. Um, but we will see you guys next time. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.